Hi Church, welcome back to the house of God. It's really exciting to do church for such a time as this because the church of God is His people, not the building. And we are so blessed to see the church of God alive and vibrant in so many locations all over Klang Valley and all over the world. So if you feel disconnected or distant today, Let's invite the presence of God into your space right now because where you are is where the church of God is. Amen? Today, we are at the last weekend of our study in Zechariah. We have been so, so blessed by this series the last two months. So if you have not managed to catch it, you must check it out on our website or YouTube, um, wherever you can get it. But today, I want to bring you a message from Zechariah 8 titled, Again. Again is a very common word this year. Lockdown again. New cases hit four figures again. Work from home again. Someone lost their job again. Schools are closed again. No water again. Last year, this time, it was about the 25th anniversary season. We were celebrating God's goodness and faithfulness over this church, totally oblivious to the term called social distancing, MCO, COVID-19, and so much more. Who would have known that we will all be where we are nearing the end of 2020? But right now, so many things are recurring again and again and again. So many countries have spiked in their COVID numbers again. There are another protests happening again. Another natural disaster has struck again. This year has been a repetition of bad things again and again and again. With all these seemingly negative agains, God is also speaking loudly to us again through His Word in Zechariah 8. The first word that I read in Zechariah 8 really caught hold of me, which is the word again. Zechariah 8 verse 1, Again, the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. Here in Zechariah 8, the Lord Almighty speaks to us again. In some version, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts. There is 10 mentions of thus says the Lord. But four times in this passage, it says again. Let's look at this four times that the Lord Almighty says again in Zechariah 8. Let's read this together. Can we read Zechariah 8 verse 1 and 2 together? Ready? 1, 2, 3. Again, the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Zion. I am burning with jealousy for her. Wow. God is jealous for Zion again. You know, in many contexts in the Bible, when Zion is mentioned, it actually means the company of the redeemed, which is the people of God. Here, God is saying He is jealous for His people. God is jealous for you. 
It says, I am burning with jealousy for you. What is jealousy? Jealousy is not envy. Envy is usually, usually linked to our desire for possessions, positions, and pleasure. So jealousy, what is jealousy? Let me give you an example of a girlfriend and a boyfriend. If you, if, if you see a girl and this girl has a boyfriend that doesn't care, or like, you know, bo chap, uh, <laughs> he just doesn't care whatever happens to a girl, whatever. And if there's someone that sees this girl and have a, like a good feeling about her, he would feel that, hey, there is possibly a chance to get this girl. But if you find that the boyfriend is jealous for this girlfriend, you know you better not mess around with that girl because you won't stand a chance. Or in another example, if you see a child and if this child's parents do not care or is not bothered about the child, you would know harm can easily come to the child. But if the child's parents is jealous for the child, if anything happens to the child, you know you're going to be messing around with their parents too. God is jealous for us because He knows the devil will jump at every chance he gets to drag you down. Here it says, the Lord Almighty is jealous for you. He is burning with jealousy for you. You know, in the English Standard Version, it translates verse 2 to this. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Zion with great jealousy, and I am jealous for her with great wrath. Wow, this might sound like God so angry. Ka. How come need to be jealous until wrath also come out? Why so drama? But let me explain this with this story. Before MCO, during um, seemingly more freer days, I brought my kids to go swimming. And that day, the kids were very excited to go swimming. They were getting ready. They were um, about to jump to the pool. They were getting their stuff and they were slowly walking towards the pool. Around the pool, there were other kids as well. And there came this, you can see this really cheeky and <laughs> playful boy that came near my son. And as he saw my son nicely walking, we don't know who this kid is, he suddenly pushed my son into the pool. Wow, when I saw that, I was sitting at the side. Suddenly, I shouted to that boy, Hey boy, what are you doing? The boy got shocked. I tell you, at that moment, the wrath of this mother rose in greatness. And that boy, he was messing with the wrong boy. How dare he push my son into the pool? I was asking him, why did you do that? Even the mom quickly came and like was apologetic. Here we see that God is jealous with great wrath. That truly shows the great and the strong and the unstoppable, immovable love that God has for His people. God's wrath will be against our enemy. All the evil spirit that tried to kachau you this year, depression, despair, hopelessness, brokenness in your family, God will show His great wrath. 
if you think last year maybe you were protected, you were doing good and things were going good for you and this year you feel exposed, neglected, isolated, disconnected, alone. Again, God is jealous for you. He will go all out for you because of His great love, His strong love, His unstoppable and immovable love for you. Romans 8 verse 31, it says, What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? And that verse goes on to say later on, nothing can separate us from the love of God. The Lord Almighty is jealous and burning for us because it is a love issue. But there is more. There is more. In verse 3, we actually see that this verse goes on in Zechariah. It goes on to say, This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Have you taken your eyes off Jesus? Because there are too many situations that we are facing this year. Here it says, I will return to Zion. Who is Zion? The company of the redeemed, which is His people. God will return to you, His people, and dwell in your midst again. God is jealous for you but you must open the door of your heart to Him. Let Him in again. Come back home to Jesus. Turn your eyes back to Him again. You might have been on fire last year. You signed up for Ranao. You were there for Malam Pentecosta. You were all charged up for 25th anniversary, but you are nowhere near that right now. God is jealous for you. Put Him back in the midst of all the chaos and disconnection or wherever you are. Allow God to return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Come home to Jesus. The Lord Almighty says again, He is jealous for you. The second again, the second again is found in verse 4 and 5. In verse 4 and 5, it reads, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the street of Jerusalem, each with cane in hand because of his age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. Wow, what a picture. You know, this is a picture of generations. It is a picture of a whole family. The young and the old all together feeling safe and secure. Today, we view this group of people as the high-risk category of people. The old, samo with tongkat. The young, ayo, stay home, stay safe. The streets, that is the most dangerous place right now. But in this very current environment that we are living in, the Lord Almighty says, again, God is a God of generations. 
especially during a time where there's so many lockdowns, family is so important. This picture that we see in this passage is a picture of safety and security. The fact that people can be out on the streets speaks a lot. Old people sitting on the streets, boys and girls playing on the streets, there is a trust in this atmosphere. Again, God is restoring the safety and security in each generation. It is not just being together, but a family that feels safe and secure. A family that is our safe place where we feel protected. I want to look at these two categories of people mentioned in this verse. The first one is the old. They could be your parents, your grandparents. Build that place of safety and security for the old. The older folks are very important. This could be a season where they are a little bit more fearful because of um, because they are in the high-risk category. But listen to them. Engage with them. Create that space for them to feel that they are validated. Restore the broken walls with the older generation. If you have unresolved issues and conflicts with your parents or grandparents, reconcile. Come back to the safety and security that God has designed for your family. The second category of people, the young. You know, in Matthew 19, it says, Jesus says, let the little children come and do not hinder them. The children were playing. Bring back the joy of playing with your children. Bring back the joy of playing with children. Fill your homes with laughter and fun. There's a lot of pressure, but when we get home, or when you get out of your kitchen, when you get out of your workspace that you're in, leave that work at the door. Don't bring that pressure, that stress, the weight of the world into engaging with your kids. Bring laughter and fun back to your kids once again. You know, just recently, uh, my daughter <laughs> decided to have an afternoon nap. She normally doesn't have an afternoon nap. But when um, she wanted to have an afternoon nap, I said, sure, go and have an afternoon nap. I decided to check up on her. When I checked up on her, she didn't look like she was sleepy at all. And I decided, though I had a lot to do and a lot of stuff to settle, I decided to just jump into bed with her and snuggled with her. When I did that, my son heard us and he jumped in too. We ended up playing and laughing, tickling each other and, you know, just playing together on the bed, snuggling for a good hour. When that happened, I felt God reminding me that in the busyness of routines and schedules and things that I have to get done through the whole day, don't forget to play and laugh with my kids. In a world that is not safe, the play and fun that we have with our kids, our children, makes them feel 
secure. Don't model fear and panic. There are many things that are fearful and uncertain and volatile about our surrounding. But security and safety is a constant that we can give to our children. Having said that, I know there are some families that have gone through and might still be going through a really, really rough time during this whole year. Statistics shows that domestic violence have increased during this MCO period. You might feel that your relationship with your child can't be salvaged. You feel that your relationship with your parents is beyond repair. You feel that your spouse and you, that relationship is full of betrayal. Years and years of deep, deep wounds. Can I humbly suggest this to you? You can't do it yourself. The situation is impossible if you use your own strength and try to resolve this yourself. You need Jesus. God can redeem your family and build the safety and security once again because it is God who protects your home. It is God that is protecting your family. He fights for you. You know, in Psalms 127, it says, Unless the Lord built the house, its labor, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for He grants sleep to those He loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is a man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gates. Together, as a family, we bring the generations, all ages, into safety and security. The Lord Almighty says, Again, God is jealous for you. Again, God is a God of generations. The third again, we see in verse 15. In verse 15, it says, So now I have determined to do good again to Jerusalem and Judah. Do not be afraid. The Lord Almighty says again, God's goodness will come. God is determined to do good again. It might not look like good is in it, but good is coming out of it. You might not be in a good place right now, but good is coming out of this. You might be in pain right now, but good is coming out of this. There might be sorrow and tears today, but good is coming tomorrow. Because God is determined to do good again. You might have lost this year. You might have lost a lot of things and just feel like you are at the bottom because of all you have gone through. But God will repay that 
goodness back to your life again. It might not be in the exact same way or same things that you will have, but God's goodness will come to you. But there is a condition. If you see in verse 16, it says, Speak the truth to each other. This is not telling each other the fact. The fact could be you had an accident. But the truth is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The fact is you lost your job. But the truth is if God is for you, who can be against you? The fact is COVID is intimidating. The truth is he would dwells in the shelter of the Most High, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. Speak truth. Build that safety and security in how you speak truth. The second thing that's mentioned in verse 16, it says, render true and sound judgment in your courts. Oh, this one is a tricky one. Because it's a real battlefield of our heart, mind, soul and strength, especially when it comes to the politics in our nation and all over the world. It says, speak truth, render true and sound judgment. Their voices and news and what people is saying this and that all over us. We need to come back to the heart of God and know that God is determined to do good when we render true and sound judgment in your courts. The third thing it says in verse 16, do not plot evil against your neighbour. Love your neighbour as yourself. Love your neighbour as yourself. Who is your neighbour? Who is your neighbour? Do good to them. Reach out in love. And the fourth thing it says, do not love to swear falsely. Do not love to swear falsely. Matthew 5, it says, let your yes be yes and no be no. God is determined to do good again. You know, in Psalms 23 verse 6, let's read Psalms 23 verse 6 together, can we? 1, 2, 3. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. You know, the goodness that God wants to bring is not just for a moment. It is to follow us all the days of our life. It is here to say, stay. And that is why the Lord Almighty says, again, God's goodness will come. God's goodness will come. The fourth again, the fourth again that we find in this Zechariah 8 is found in verse 18. It says again, verse 18, again, the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. This is what the Lord Almighty says. The fast of the fourth, fifth, seventh and tenth month will become joyful and glad occasions and happy festival for Judah. Therefore, love, truth and peace. Wow. What does that even mean? Fourth, 5th, 7th and 10th month. You know, these fasts were proclaimed by the men of Judah to commemorate four terrible events that fell upon the Jews during the days of the final defeat 
by the Babylonians. The 10th month um, found in Jeremiah, King Nebuchadnezzar's final siege against Jerusalem. The fourth month, Babylonians broke into Jerusalem due to the city weakened by famine. Fifth month is Nebuzaradan, King Nebuchadnezzar's captain, burned Jerusalem, carried away, uh, carried away the valuables in the temple and took away captives. Seventh month, which is chronologically the last event that happened, there was a tragedy of Gedaliah. Him and the man was slain by Ishmael and his band of murderers. These four terrible events is a time where they commemorated and they fasted because it's dreadful, it's drastic. It is really points that they need to come before God. But what does it say here? The terrible events was turned into joyful and glad festivals. God is going to turn it all around. Whatever tragedy that you face or that you have faced in your life, God will turn it into joyful and glad occasions. Can you imagine that? The worst that has happened in your life. Home, all turn around. Maybe some of us have tagged 2020 as that tragedy year. But God is saying, He's going to turn it all around. Just wait and see. He's going to make everything beautiful just in time. And by this, it doesn't mean COVID is going to disappear. Our eyes might be fixed on COVID. Every day, how, what's the numbers? How many figures right now? Has it come down? Has it gone up? But God is saying, His eyes is not on COVID. His eyes is on His people. He wants to revive His people once again. He wants to turn our tragedy into joy, into feasting. He wants His people to rise up and be part of His purpose. Here in verse 18, when they remember that disastrous past, their remembrance led to joy and celebration. In the future, when we look back at 2020, when we look back at our disastrous past, you will celebrate. You will look back and see God's hands and purpose in everything. Again, God's joy will return. Amen. You know, there's this song um, that goes here again. You know, this song here again. It says, can't go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will be bring. But I know here in the middle is the place where you promise to be. I'm not enough unless you come because you all I want is all you are. Won't you meet me here again? Zechariah 8 ends with verse 23. That last part of it says, Let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. 
people will want to follow us because God is with us. You know, when God Almighty says, again, God is jealous for you. Again, God is a God of generations. Again, God's goodness will come. And again, God's joy will return. And when people see that, they will acknowledge that God is with us. You are His church. And where you are is where His presence will dwell. Right now, I've come to an end of my sermon. I just feel there is a sweet presence of God that wants to fill the space that you are in. Again and again and again, we are surrounded by chaos and confusion. But here, again and again and again and again, the Lord Almighty says, The word of the Lord has been released today. And I want you to just Tune out whatever distractions right now that you have and engage with God. Because I believe God wants to meet us here again. Let me just pray as I close. Heavenly Father, draw us back to your heart to feel the jealousy that you have for us because of that great love that you have for us. Bring us back bring back the safety and security in our generations and family. Let your goodness fill us right now, Lord. And return the joy back to our hearts once again. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Fill us now. You are our loving Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let us not rush off. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you right now as we sing this last song together. Engage with God, connect with Him and let our spirit connect with God, what God wants to deposit in our souls.